It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Baseball season, it comes and goes, but Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! This episode of AstroCast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing. Two-strike pitch. Ground ball left side to his left. Correa a second for one. Altuve on the first in time, and that is the ball game. There will be a game seven as the Houston Astros defeat the Tampa Bay Rays by a final score of seven to four. We're going to go to a game seven after falling down three to nothing to the Rays. We'll see you tomorrow night. Today, it's game seven of the American League Championship Series as the Houston Astros take on the Tampa Bay Rays at Petco Park and San Diego for a chance to go on to the World Series. The Astros getting here by going down three games to none and then winning three in a row, including a 7-4 win over the Rays in game six yesterday. Framber Valdez struck out nine and allowed a run over six innings. Carlos Correa... Three hits, including a double, drove in a run as the Astros able to knot the series at three games apiece. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup presented by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Well, this is a rematch of game two of the series with Lance McCullers Jr. on the mound for the Astros, making his second career start in a game seven. You know, and we usually know right away, Robert, when Lance McCullers Jr. has his A game. Now, he can win with his B game. We know that. But the A game is when he gets a lot of swing and misses on his curveball. And if he has that curveball early, uh, look out. And the Astros need him to go as deep as possible because their bullpen is certainly taxed. But I would imagine one of the starters, like a Jose Urquidy, might back him up. Meanwhile, it's Charlie Borton on the mound for the Tampa Bay Rays. And the Astros know how good Borton can be in Game 7. They've seen him win a couple of Game 7s in an Astros uniform. And he pitched pretty well getting the win in game two of this series. Yeah, there's not a lot of wonderment when you're thinking about Charlie Morton rising to the occasion because of uh, his experience in these types of games, the winner-take-all games. He's pitched plenty of times, three times, 14 innings pitch, and just given up one earned run in those. With the Rays, he's been fantastic. That's his hometown team. 4-0 in the postseason starts with the Rays uh, with an ERA under one. Keys to the game presented by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals in all models. Honda, the official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, things are magnified in the postseason anyway. They get even magnified even greater when you get into a Game 7 scenario, a winner-take-all contest. Of course, the Astros have been there before. They have quite a bit of experience in these sort of games. 
Sometimes that helps, sometimes it doesn't, but uh, I think a, a lot of it comes down to uh, maximizing your opportunities when you have chances to score runs. Yeah, and we've seen many times that the, there's a lot of stars on this Astros team, and when it comes to the postseason, it comes to the games like this, these elimination games, we see a lot of these stars, and there's a core of them, and we've seen it for year after year now, uh, that they stand really tall in these moments. I'm talking about Correa, Bregman, Springer, Altuve, Brantley, all these guys, and now we're starting to see Tucker come up with big hits too. So. Uh, I'd, I'd expect a little bit more, you know, and I don't think they want to get denied in this game. I think, you know, coming back from 3-0, they understand that, you know, if they can get Tampa Bay uh, on their heels early on, they might be able to get that real uh, edge as far as the mental game goes. Coming up next, we'll hear from Astros manager Dusty Baker, and a little later we'll hear from Martin Maldonado, Carlos Correa, and Lance McCullers, who spoke to the media after yesterday's Game 6 victory. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Well, you got down 3 nothing in the series and win three games in a row. Now you're only the second team ever to force a Game 7 after going down three games to none. And it's a great comeback story already, but I know you feel like the, the ending isn't, where, isn't there yet and, and you want to you finish the deal today. Well, you do. I mean, I mean, you don't fight back, you know, to fall short and, uh, you know, you fight back to get over, you know, on the backside of the mountain, you know, we're at the top of the mountain now with, with them. And, uh, you know, it's a one game series. So this is, uh, I mean, this is exciting. I mean, you know, this is what you play for as a kid, kind of, you know, you know, you're playing hero and you're playing like game seven. It's always game seven, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good ball game, but we feel McCullers is is going to r- rise to the occasion like he always does, and uh, you know we got some guys that are that are loose and ready to play. You uh, are managing or going to be managing your ninth winner take all postseason game. That's a record, one more than Bobby Cox managed in his career really? as a manager. Really, I didn't know that. Okay, it, so as a manager. Is there anything different in a winner-take-all game that you have to do, or is it? do you want to try and keep things as, as much the same as you possibly can? Yeah, well, you want to keep things as much the same, you know, as you can. But, I mean, you realize the stakes are, are higher, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm due, I mean, big time in a, in a winner-take-all game. And, uh, you know, I've been here quite a few times. I didn't know how many. But, um, you know, some things have happened in the past, you know, adversely and. uh you know, the way I look at it, you know, I'm grateful to be here and, you know, I'm deserving of this, uh, of this chance and uh, deserving of, of a positive outcome. How proud are you of your offense? Because, you know, the first few games, it seemed like every hard hit ball was caught by somebody or someone was positioned in the right place or someone made a diving catch. And we talked about the importance of staying with the same approach, even though, you know, the outcome wasn't exactly what you wanted. It wasn't a hit. Uh, but they stuck with it, and now we're starting to see a lot of those balls that weren't hits in the first three games. They've been hits over the, the last few. Well, I mean, certainly. I mean, there are four or five balls that bounced in in between the, the fielders yesterday because, I mean, it's impossible to just put 
you know, put everybody in the right spot all the time because that ball bounces sometime where it wants to. And uh, it was bouncing into their glove uh, the first few games, and now it's bouncing, you know, in the hole. And, uh, you know, once you start thinking lucky and once you start thinking that, you know, uh, you're going to get some hits, you start getting them. I mean, I don't know why that is, uh, but it's always been, you know, been like that. It seemed like you can make that ball pop, you know, where you want to. Just like uh, uh, I, I can recall a number of games when uh, we hit a double play ball and then everybody on the bench is like booted and the ball hops up on him and then bam, the next thing you know, you know, we got a rally started. So, um, you know, we're thinking positive. Uh, you know, we know, you know, what we got to do. And, uh, you know, these guys have been here before. These guys have been here just as, just as recently as last year, you know, in, in, in game sevens. And they've had uh, some success and they've had some others, you know, lack of success. But the main thing is you got to play hard. Uh, you know, we got to play good defense. We got to play smart baseball and, uh, you know, and realize that, you know, everyone's important and that they're not going to give up. And certainly, you know, we're not going to give up. How big is it to have Lance McCullers Jr. starting this game for you today? There were scenarios, you know, you had Framber Valdez warming up in the bullpen during game five. There was a chance he could have gotten into that game if it had gone extras. And then, you know, you mentioned yesterday you might have had to start McCullers on short rest in a, in a game six. But how good yeah. is it to have a well-rested starting pitcher in an elimination game, in a do-or-die game like this? Well, it feels great. And especially uh, Lance told me, you know, he was in the bullpen yesterday. And he goes, man, I can, I can relieve and pitch tomorrow too. And I'm like, okay, Lance. And so, <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm just glad that things are working out where, where we don't have to use them on short rest. You know what I mean? And that, I mean, that was perfect. You know, by Framber yesterday. Uh, you know, him starting on regular rest, and uh, uh, you know, we, you know, we beat a very good pitcher. We had to beat another one today. I mean, because Morton knows how to how to pitch in these playoff games too. I mean, you know, he learned over here. And so uh, it's going to be a very good ball game. And uh, uh, you just don't want that nervous energy to accelerate. You just want to remain calm, cool, and collect. Last thing, Dusty, how's your bullpen? You know, you had the bullpen game in, in game five. I mean, fortunately, Fromber was able to give you six innings, but still used four relievers in game six yesterday. Yeah, well, we're pretty good. You know, like, uh, you know, we got Rayleigh, you know, Taylor only threw two pitches and he'd done 11, uh, uh, excuse me, the day before, you know, we think we got, uh, you know, Paredes, you know, at least one, we got to keep an eye on him. Not sure about James, uh, you know, we got Snead, Scrub can be very short, even though he's thrown a couple of days in a row. Uh, and, you know, uh, we're hoping again that we don't have to, um, you know, use Grinky, you know, like if we got to go extra innings and, uh, you know, Javier's gone a couple of days in a row. So, you know, we need some innings out of, out of McCullers. All right, Dusty Baker, thanks for joining us. I uh, hope to talk to you Tuesday in the World Series. All right, I'll see you there. This episode of AstroCast is brought to you by Carbock Brewing. This is Steve Sparks. We got a chance to talk to a few of the Astros players. Here's Carlos Correa. Asking him how it feels to be in the middle of this great run. I f it feels great, you know. Uh, um, the team is very motivated. Everybody's on the same page. We all want to stay. We all want to win. And, uh, you know, when we were down three games, uh, you know, the atmosphere in the clubhouse was the same as if we were up 3-0. So, you know, when you got that mentality and, and, and everybody, you know, shows up the next day, um, 
working in the cage, working in the gym, putting in the work, not acting like it's the last day of the season, then good things are going to happen. And now we're tied in this series, going to game seven. And, you know, this is what we live for. This is what we dreamed of since we were kids, you know, game seven. Uh, now the ALCS, so we got to go out there and take care of business tomorrow. And does Carlos think the Astros have the advantage now? Oh, there's definitely momentum our way, but it's also true that it's only 3-3, you know what I mean? So it's a winner-take-all tomorrow. Um, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure they didn't want to be in this position when they were up 3 nothing. Um, but here we are. So both teams are going to go out there tomorrow and battle, and, you know, uh, it's, it's going to be the last man standing. So, you know, it'll be fun. Hey, have you guys thought about, you know, with this whole postseason, they've been set, doing a thing where everybody plays in neutral sites. Uh, nobody has home field advantage that if you win tomorrow, you'll actually be the first team to kind of have a semi-home field advantage since, you know, Arlington is so close to Houston. Have you guys had that conversation or talked about it? No, we haven't talked about that. I didn't even think about that. Um, but, man, we got, we, got, we got a big game tomorrow, so we got to focus on that first and then think about that stuff. But it will be great to play in Texas, you know, the World Series. But like I said, tomorrow we got to take care of, of business. So you guys always preach pass the baton um, with the offense. How much did that fifth inning – sort of exemplify that against Castillo, especially starting with Maldonado's bunt and then just going down the line? Uh, that, that, that was huge, man. That's, you know, that, that's what we do as a lineup. It, it seemed like we did that throughout. We've been doing that throughout the whole series, um, but we, we never got the big hit. You know, we had a lot of chances, bases loaded, first and second, no outs, and the big hit never came. Today in the fifth inning, they were coming in bunches, and, you know, it's, it's, it's always great to see everybody, you know, having a part of, of, of that big inning. Um, it, was, it was a really solid inning. Carlos, can you take us through your emotions, your, your emotions, your team's emotions of what you guys are trying to do? It's very improbable. Uh, very unlikely in this game, and you're doing it right now. You're in the process of. What do you think about it? Yeah, like I, like I said before, you know, we, we're relentless, and uh, you know, when we say we didn't want to go home, we really, really meant that. Um, you know, we want to keep playing baseball, and uh, we don't want this to be the the end of our season. So, you know, we've been we, we took care of these three games, and now we got to take care of one more. You know, if we don't win that game, then it's all meant nothing. So, um, we got to go out there tomorrow and, and get that win. It'll be, it'll be great. Hey, Carlos. Um, in the sixth inning, when you went to the mound to talk to Fromber, um, and it looked like you had some very important things to say, can you just uh, let us know what you said and were you worried that that inning could possibly unravel on him given what had happened? Yeah, you know, I, probably, I was probably a little too heated on that conversation, but, um, you know, I know Framber very well and he can get distracted very easily uh, when things happen. Um, and, you know, when he, he had the, the, the little exchange with, uh, with Jandi, you know, I went up to Jandi, uh, we were speaking Spanish and, uh, you know, I was making sure I was like, what did he say to you? And, you know, I was trying to figure out what happened because, you know, I, I, I didn't know what, what he yelled at Framber like that. And, you know, I said, let me take, let me take care of my, of my guys. Let me take care of my teammates. I'll take care of my guys. And, you know, you just calm down. Uh, we're good. And then I went over to Framber and, uh, you know, we had a, we had a nice conversation um, where I said, your job is not to, to go out there and be the bigger man. Your job is to help us uh, win this ball game. And you're not going to win this, this. You're not going to help us win this ball game if you're distracted about what just happened. So you just focus. Give me a ground ball, double play. Let's get out of the inning. And, you know, he did it. He got out to a ground ball. We got the double play. We got out of the inning. And uh, it was a great moment.
Was there something that happened with Yandi? Like, what was what happened that led up to that? Can you tell us uh, that? I I don't think anything happened before, but I noticed that on the at bats with uh, with Randy and Yandi, I guess you know the, the the Latin chemistry is always there. So you know, Framber loves to have fun and he's always smiling, and I guess they don't like him smiling at them when they take a good pitch. Or I guess, you know, when he strikes them out, he probably smiles, you know, you know, Framber. So they probably don't like that. So, you know, it's, it's baseball. It's the playoffs. There is always competition. There is always, you know, so, somebody trying to beat the other guy. And, you know, it's, it's just emotions. Uh, nothing more than that. But, yeah, no, nothing's happened. Somebody asked me if something happened at the hotel. Like, nothing's happened. You know, we, we respect those guys over there. They're a great ball club. And uh, we just want to take care of business. Carlos, it's one thing taking momentum. Do you feel like you guys have taken a little bit of their spirit, though? Just seeing how this game unfolded, you know, they were clearly frustrated making mistakes that they weren't making the, the, the first half of this series. No, I don't think so, because when I looked over at their dugout in the first three innings, it's, it almost seemed like they had more energy than we did. It almost seemed like, you know, we wanted it more. I mean, they, it almost seemed like they wanted it more than us. And I noticed that, and you know, in, in the dugout, we started yelling, you know, we got to want it more than them. You know, we got the skill set, we got the guys to, to, to win this ball game, but we got to want it more than them. And, you know, they were super hyped over there. I don't think, you know, um, I don't think they're down right now. I think, I think they, they're still very positive going to the game tomorrow. They look like they had a lot of energy in the, in the dugout today. So, you know, I don't think we're taking the spirit away. I think they're, they're in this ballgame. So tomorrow we got to go out there and take care of business. And here's Astros catcher Martin Maldonado. He discusses tonight's pitcher, Lance McCullers Jr. You know, we had the, guy, the right guy been there before, um, pitching a game seven in the World Series. And uh, I just felt um, we're going to take this game pretty much like we have been taking every game, one game at a time, one pitch at a time. And, uh, um, as long as we execute pitches, um, you know, we keep playing different like we are, we're gonna be we're gonna be in good shape. And Maldonado's reaction to his team's praise. You know, that made me feel proud. You know, proud. you know, I feel like um all my hard work, um, you know, at least people are seeing it. You know, it's a lot of stuff that I do behind the scenes that people don't know. Um, you know, I prepare myself as best uh, as good I can be, you know, just to be prepared um for those for those pitches out there. You know, I, I think Lance knows that you'll be called. We're always talking about it, and uh, you know I think we got we got a lot of guys, man. We got a lot of guys. This team is, you know, you've seen it all through other years. One guy today, tomorrow is another guy, and the next day is the next guy. So I think you know we, as a team that we we believe that you know that we're a good team, and uh, whatever is the guy that day, you know we we're happy for that guy. Martin, how hard is it to bunt against Castillo when he's throwing 98 mile an hour sinkers? Um, actually, I was looking off the. Um, they got two sliders to bunt. <laughs> Remember last year? Last year, you know, they bring Castillo in, and um, I told him, "Tell hey, let me see my bag against him." You know, I saw my first bag against him where he had a base hit, and then the next, <laughs> the next bag was a bunt. I tried to bunt it with Diaz at second base, and I bunt it back to him. And I think at '98, so I'm going like, "Oh God." And I got a bond against this guy. So I was lucky enough that I got to slide it to bond. So in that sixth inning with Fromber, um, it looked like it could possibly maybe get out of hand a little bit. Can you just talk about your role in that and sort of what the exchange was and were you surprised at all that Diaz seemed to be a little agitated? I think that was, you know, 
you know, they, they were staring down each other, you know, or they all at bat, you know, they're looking at each other. And uh, I guess for Amber said something, I, you know, I wasn't paying attention the pitch before. And then when they say something to him, um, you know, we went to the mound just to calm down while this, you know, how important that was that, that inning for us. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't have to say much because Carlo took over, so, you know, he said the right word to you know to him and uh say you being a guy, you we need you, you know, we need you um for the next hitter and uh you know, just give me a gun ball. Just give me a gun ball, get out of the inning. Just curious, you know, you you've been managing such a tremendously, you know, uh, a, a young staff that's performing so well. Um and you know, they keep coming with through with these big games and you know, I'm I'm curious you know what? What what have you been doing? You know, with them. You know, uh, behind the scenes, to just help them prepare both. You know, strategically and mentally to just you know to to excel as they have. I would say pretty much the beginning. You know, we put in prayer with no fans. I think they help them. And I just young guy with having no fans. And uh, second one, I just prepare myself as best. You know, I try to watch a lot of video. I try to find try to find the um, the hidden witnesses. Um, I made. You know, I talk to them, I, I try to keep them, you know, engaged, you know, like a plan on how we're going to tell the hitters, um, um, you know, something I don't, I've been doing throughout, you know, throughout the year. And, uh, you know, they just believe in me and they, they just go out there, you know, I say, that's what I call and uh, make sure you focus on execution. After that, you know, if they hit the ball, nothing we can control and then catch the ball, you know. So we execute, we're gonna be in a good point. I feel like yeah, you know, we 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 done it this year, we done it in every series this you know, this playoff. And here's tonight's pitcher, Lance McCullers Jr. in the anticipation level for tonight's opponent, the Tampa Bay Rays. You know, I've pitched in a couple of game sevens before. Uh so I feel like um, you know, with that and knowing coming into the series that um, you know, I was slated for two and seven. You know, I've been I've been ready for for those two starts. And just getting to this point in general, the, the sixty game season, you know, it it, it, it was short. You know, and a lot of guys on our team, um, you know, have had you know slower starts in the past. I mean, one that I can think of was just last year. You know, I I, I Altuve ended the season with, I believe, in 2019, 30 plus homers hitting. Maybe like 298, something like that, and, and and that first, you know, couple months of the season wasn't wasn't so great. Bregman's done it a couple times where he, you know just gets off on a slow foot. So these guys are still kind of getting their footing, just as much as pitchers are. Um, you know, you don't always come out of the gate hot. So I know that um, you know when we go back to the hotels at night and um, you know we we kind of watch movies or you know we get together do whatever whatever we we're doing. I know Maldi and Carlos are are constantly watching film. They're constantly, you know, trying to compare, you know, previous ABs and and, and their ones from that from that day, and are, are trying to get better. So the, the success isn't by accident. You know, these guys work extremely hard. Um, Bregman probably slept in his baseball pants last night. Um, so uh, you know, they're just they're just they're just getting right at the right time. It's Game Seven for a chance to go to the World Series. Astrocast is poured for you by Carbach Brewing. Get highlights, interviews, the latest news surrounding MLB, and your Astros. 
Brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Looking up. See you later. Into the Landry's Crawford boxes. Subscribe to Astrocast. Expecting a great season with this Astros team. The official podcast of the Houston Astros. It's going to be a lot of fun the whole way. Just before Game 7, Alex Bregman sat down with the media. Can you just give us an idea of what, what, how frustrating this has been for you at the plate in, in this series? Um, I think you're 3 for 24 and just you know how hard you've been uh, trying to find a solution to this and, and trying to get going. Yeah, um, I mean, none of it really matters now. It's one game. Let's go, let's go win the game today. Let's go put some good at bats today. Um, yeah. I mean, that's that's the complete focus, um, trying to get back to um, just squaring the ball up. And uh, none, none, none of those ABs matter. No, no at-bat ever before my life matters, uh, and besides the ones today. Alex, how has Carlos grown in the leadership role since you've been his teammate? Oh, he's. I feel like he's always been a leader. He's led with uh, by example, and, and now he's um, more vocal. Um, uh, but, but he's always been a leader. He prepares, he, he knows the game, um, smart baseball player. Um, one of the smartest baseball players I've ever played with. Um, and he just, he loves it. He, he lives for, he lives for October baseball. Alex, Dusty said last night after the game, that he knows a lot of people are giving him a lot of credit and he doesn't deserve any. He says his players deserve all the credit for their hard work and perseverance. What do you think about that? Dusty's a great man, great manager, um, and uh, just uh, this this team's worked extremely hard. Uh, hopefully, we can go out there and today and um, win the game for for him, for for the players on the team, for the staff, for everybody um, back home, for everybody involved. And um, yeah, let's go let's go have fun and play loose. Alex, you're part of an infield now that's played together for five years. The Dodgers had an infield back in the 70s and 80s that played together for eight or nine years. And when you add Springer into your group, you have a group now that's been established and 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 uh, playoff success that can rival any group that's been around for a while. What has that group uh, meant to you to be part of that? And, and what do you see as the future for that group? Well, hopefully it's a long future together. Um, guys love love playing the game, love the moment, love postseason baseball. Uh, uh, when they wake up during October, they're excited to get to the ballpark and, and get, get to playing baseball. And I mean, it's, it's been some of the best times of my life playing with them. And hopefully we get to play uh, together for a lot, uh, many more years. Alex, 03, now 3-3. How has this happened? Um, one pitch at a time. That's it. Just trying to win it, win, win the next pitch. And, that's what we have to do again tonight. That's it. Just a cliche answer. That's it. <laughs> Nothing more. I mean, that you can't. I mean, I saw Millar say it a while ago. Like, you just had, you have to win game four when you're down 3 0. You have to win. And he's like, as cliche as it is, it's, it's the truth. It's, you have to win the next game and, and keep going and just keep your head down and, not think about winning four games. We'll think about winning the next pitch. Thanks, man. No problem. Man. Randy McAvoy. Hey, Alex. Uh, can you talk about what you've seen out of uh, out of Kyle Tucker this season and how he's kind of grown with the extended playing time he's gotten uh, with the bat and defensively as well? 
Uh, Tucker's going to be a superstar for a long time. Um, it's just uh, the surface for him. I mean, he's he's going to be a stud. Uh, he carried us uh, for a lot of the, this season this year when a lot of guys were hurt. Um, and yesterday, uh, big homer for us. Um, hits the ball extremely hard. Um, loves playing. Um, another guy who who loves the moment. Jerome Solomon. Hey, Alex, you addressed having a core group together for a good length of time. Can you uh, discuss what it means to know that many guys and not have that much turnover and to know that your teammates can deliver even if you don't on a particular at-bat or in a particular game? Oh, it's huge. Just showing up to the ballpark every day with um, the same the same teammates is, is awesome. Um, you know, you grow up together kind of through through the beginning until now and i mean it's uh it's been fun it's been a fun ride and um i mean hopefully we get to do that for a while but i mean i'm not really the, the only thing i'm worried about right now is i just want to win today that's it i think everybody in there just wants to win today as well uh, chris gordy Hey, Alex, Charlie, uh, obviously a guy you guys are really familiar with. You saw him earlier in this series. Um, he and Lance have been so good in Game 7s for your team in the past. Uh, what's it going to take with Charlie today? I mean, he's one of, he's one of the best pitchers in the game. Um, we got to find a way to scratch a claw, string a bass together, and uh, find a way to come out on top. I mean, it's uh, Game 7. Anything can happen. So um, let's go do it. I mean, down 0-3 to game seven. Shock the world. See you guys. Thanks, okay, questions for Noli Paredes. Hey, Noli. Uh, what the, what's the status on uh, how, you know, if needed tonight, you know, how, how long you could go? I know it's kind of all hands on deck in a situation like a game seven, but how are you feeling going into game seven as far as availability? I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, my mind's really ready to go. I'm on, I feel good. I'm ready to help the team to win a great game like tonight. What, what's it mean to be a part of a game seven and all that goes with that? Uh, you, you just hear those two words and it's pressure, it's excitement, it's kind of everything you can tie into it in sports. Uh, I feel happy and, I, and I feel, I'm thankful to be to be part of, of this great team like the Astro. Uh, we are ready. We're going to win a great game tonight. So happy, excited to be part of, uh, to be that part of second team in the baseball history. To, to, to accomplish uh, this, this, to win uh, four games in a row. So I'm ready. All right, questions for Astros manager Dusty Baker. Go ahead, Mark. Hey, Dusty, how are you? Fine, fine. Uh, uh, kind of outside the box, two questions in one. One of your former players, Paul Yanish, who works yeah. right down the street from you at Rice as one of their assistant coaches, says he's pulling for you big time and he calls you the ultimate players manager. What do you think about all that? Well, that's cool. The only thing is, I called uh, Paul when I first got to town. He never called me back. So, so you make sure you tell him because Ralph Gard Jr. gave me uh, his phone number, and, and and you know his voice came on on the uh, on the voicemail. I never heard back from him. So you get on his butt about that. That's not helping my quote any. I need a okay. <laughs> what What do you think about him pulling for you and calling you the ultimate players manager? Well, I mean, that's, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. I just, uh, you know, I guess I'm a player's manager because I played for so long. And uh, 
you know, he was, uh, he was, he was one of my, one of my uh, smartest players that I, you know, that I had on my team. I'm not surprised that, you know, he's at Rice, his former alma mater and, uh, and that he's coaching. Um, uh, quite frankly, I thought he'd be going into the business world somewhere, but you know, um, you know, this gets in your blood and uh, it's hard to get out. Thank you. Yep. Tim Brown. Hey, Dusty, I've been thinking about you spend day after day after day going to bed, thinking about winning the next day's game, the game you have to win. Mm-hmm. Waking up every morning thinking about this game that you absolutely have to win. Right. Uh, how have you gotten your head out of that space? Um, just just away from baseball for 10 minutes or an hour or whatever. Well, it's a little difficult. It's more difficult to do this year because of the bubble. Yeah. You know, I mean, you go back to your – you get something to eat, take it back to your room, and you watch, hopefully, you know, the Braves and and the Dodgers. I mean, it never really gets out of your mind. And like I said, I have no trouble going to sleep. I can go to sleep quicker than any man you ever seen. Like, <laughs> but I have trouble staying asleep because I'm a mid-sleep insomniac. So I wake up like 3 30, 4 o'clock, you know, thinking and, and trying and praying sometime that I go back to sleep. And so uh I don't know. This is this is kind of fun to me, to tell you the truth. I mean, this is something that you can't simulate anywhere else in life except on the baseball field. I know you love your music, and I'm sure that helps a little bit. Are you reading anything right now? No, 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 I'm not reading much right now. I'm listening to my music, you know, whatever mood. I, I don't usually turn my music on at night. I usually turn it on in the morning to start my day, you know what I mean? And so, like, uh, at night... You know, I make some phone calls, answer some, some a couple of emails, and, and mostly texts. I've been getting a ton of texts from all over the, all over the, you know, the country. Uh, I don't like to read at night because I either fall asleep and can't remember what I read, or either you stay up too late. You know what I mean? Reading what's, and it gets good. What's the tune today? Uh, the tune today was uh, 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 Taj Mahal. I listened to. Taj Mahal, going up to the country, paint my mailbox blue. Love Taj Mahal. Thanks, man. Good luck today. All right. Thank you. Jake Kaplan. I assume it's an all-hands-on-deck approach with with your pitching today, but does that include uh, Zach Greinke being available in the bullpen? Yeah, it includes Zach. Uh, We'd like to only probably use Zach, you know, during an extra inning type scenario, which we hope we don't get there. And uh, yeah, it, it, and everybody else, uh, uh, you know, we don't know about Josh James, um, uh, you know, with his back uh, scenario. Uh, we do know Framber is not available. Uh, you know, we hope we don't need Presley because this will be his fourth day in a row. So um, the solution would be to jump him early and then win the seventh, eighth, and ninth. So we don't have to use some of these guys. Chandler Rome. Dusty, with what Correa did yesterday to to go to Diaz um, after the little thing with Fromber and then go to the mound and kind of take control of that mound visit, does that mm-hmm. exemplify what sort of leader he is for this club? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. You know, I mean, he's a, you know, he's a, I mean, uh, you know, he displayed that in spring training, you know, 
you know, when he took up for, for, uh, you know, Altuve and he got a lot of flack for it. And, uh, he's, he's said some other things and made some comments, uh, you know, that expressed himself, uh, you know, he's a highly intelligent, uh, guy, uh, you know, he's usually, he's emotional, but he's usually in control, you know, of his emotions. So, uh, you know, even though he's only 25 years old, uh, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, age doesn't matter about leadership, especially if you're not, uh, afraid to, you know, exhibit it regardless of if you're surrounded by a bunch of older guys. So, I mean, you know, he's been a shortstop. The shortstop is usually outside the catcher is, 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 is a leader on the field. And, uh, so he's been shortstop his whole life. He's probably been leading most of his life. I don't know his family background much, or if he's the oldest, the youngest, or whatever. But you can tell that he's he's used to uh, uh, leadership. I mean, I invite him. I mean, you can tell when he goes up to the mound. Sometimes, you know, I mean, he goes up there unsolicited, and uh, you know that's what leaders do. Bob Nightingale. Hey, Dusty. I was hey. wondering the uh, good to see you. Uh, you didn't know these guys at all before you showed up at spring training in February. Mm-hmm. What has impressed you most about this group? And, and you also believe that what these guys went through during spring training and people taking their shots has helped them get through this and where they are right now. Yeah. I mean, I believe that. And it's also helped that we didn't have fans in the stands that they had to listen to, you know, at every stop. And, uh, you know, I knew some of these guys, but didn't really know them. I met Carlos Correa when his, when he was uh, when I was with another team, and he was I met him in the room when I'm passing by, getting on the bus. Uh, but you know, he's real good friends with Orlando Cepeda Jr. And that kind of is our our uh, common denominator there. Uh, and I I, helped, I knew him when he was a youngster. Um, I knew Michael Brantley's father you know, like who kind of played for me and, and, you know, uh, you know, we've had, you know, some interaction uh, along the way, you know, with certain guys and, uh, and it helped that I, you know, have played against some of these guys, but a lot of them, most of them I did know, you know, Maldi, he'd always mess with me when he was in Milwaukee, you know, I'm like, man, leave me alone. I'm on the other team. And, uh, and I told I had a confession to, with Altuve that that when when Tony Russo was the All Star manager and they chose um, Brandon Phillips over him for the All Star team and I told him that you know at the time I thought that Brandon should have been on the All Star team and I thought Tony had had held it against him because of the fight and Tony guaranteed me that he didn't that the players chose Altuve and so I told him I says hey man. Uh, you know, the players, you know, chose, chose you right. So there have been some common, some common things that, you know, we've had even before I got here. All right. We got time for one more for Dusty, uh, David Barron. Dusty, you were around a group with, with the Dodgers with that infield that played together for eight or nine years. And the mm-hmm. Astros now have a group that's been together for since 2015 and uh, Correa, Altuve, Springer, some of those guys. Uh-huh. What, what does that, group lend to what the Astros have been able to do and what they've been able to do in this exceedingly difficult year? Well, I mean, I think they're together, you know, I mean, they've, they've come up together, 
Um, they've, uh, you know, went through some of the tough times together when they were losing a whole bunch of games. Uh, you know, they've they've had successes together. You know, they've seen each other go from probably single to married to kids. You know what I mean? Or about to have kids or trying to have kids or whatever it is. Uh, you know, I mean, you and, and and they all live in Houston, you know, which helps helps keep them, uh, you know, together and conversing over the course of the winter. So and, um, and I'm hoping that they keep these guys together for for a while longer. What that does to the organization is that you don't have to worry about those particular positions. You can fill in the blanks with the other guys. Uh, and so, uh, you know, we got a we got a tough winter coming up here and, and I'm hoping that we get at least most of these guys signed here because we we could be good for a while. Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. See you later.